Tavish, I'm so behind on my drag race. Like, I, I, you know, we just finished watching Loki last night. We're a little behind on our Loki. Trying to finish Handmaid's Tale, which I like, but you know, it's, it, it's a slog. Handmaid's Tale is a slog. It's, it, be prepared for being mentally drained, like on all levels. Every episode I'm mentally drained by The Handmaid's Tale. It's just, it's so heavy, which I, like, yeah. it's a great story. Don't get me wrong. It's so mm-hmm. interesting, but just like, oh my God, give this woman yeah. a break. June Osborne. Um, and then we decided last night to watch The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. Oh, that's on the list. For that's me. on the, <laughs> I hated it, but oh, I, okay. th- I do think it, um, how do I say this? Because I don't want to give it away. Do you know it's about like a war in the future and they're sending people to the future to fight the war and it's it's not going so cute? Um, it's I do like some of the science behind it. That's that. Yeah, I like some of the science behind it. They do a good job with the science, but mm-hmm. I I I really love Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec, and I I like him as Star Lord too. Um, but this movie kind of like makes him a full-blown serious action star he doesn't quip in this and oh quipping is important to chris pratt i've realized it's important yeah i mean um he birthed it not he didn't birth it but i would say vince vaughn is kind of like the the in recent memory godfather of that weird quipping when it comedy quipping well, I'm going to say, I think Chris Pratt kind of um, spearheaded it in terms of uh, quipping in action. You know, people have done it before, but I think he's really well known for, you know, his his comedic one-liners and Guardians. And I think now he's created a brand for himself, whether he knows it or not. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, this movie's, oh, God, it's it's dumb, but I do like the science behind it. But and I'm sorry, as much as I like Chris Pratt... But also don't like Chris Pratt because I heard some rather unsavory things about him in his personal life, but we won't get into it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I will never watch that movie again. What I do want to watch, and I hopefully I find time this weekend, is have you seen it advertised on Netflix, um, Fear Street? Uh, she watched it last oh! night. It got really good reviews. It is. Um, I'm stealing this from somebody else. Quote. Scream for lazy people. Oh, I love you know, I love Scream, right? Do you? Do I, you, mm, yeah, yeah, I, I don't I, even know when I know. <laughs> I did that's hilarious. It's scream for lazy people, <laughs> it's a scream for a new. So, what you're saying is it's scream for this generation, <laughs> yeah, it's for the sorry, Gen Zers. We love you if you're the listener from Belgium, we love you, but we. You're lazy. <laughs> the millennials are overworked. We all work two jobs. We're still in debt. We don't own property. We're not lazy. <laughs> we're, we're just tired. <laughs> yeah, we're just we're just tired uh, and thinking about what movies used to be like when Scream was out. Jesus, like the the amount the the slasher, slasher. style, like get rid of the bodies. It doesn't matter who it is. Style of this show is insane and you read the fear street books right i read like one or two i didn't read many of them i I read more of the goosebumps which he did rl stein Mm. but i've read like one or two and i remember thinking like back when i was a kid i was like oh this is the same author but i'm like it's not goosebumps i it was fine i don't remember disliking it but the trailer for this looks awesome and the and the reviews they're like like rarely do horror movies get like nines you know so like this is like certified fresh i think 
Oh yeah. And okay. So here's the here's the tea. Like, here's the nostalgia. Okay. Toot toot. Here comes the nostalgia train. <laughs> Me and my sister were heavily invested in Fear Street novels. Oh. Like the way that we were heavily invested in the Babysitters Club novels. It was just something that when the book order came, we circled the Fear Street novel. <laughs> Right. And the Babysitter's Club book. And then we sent that shit away. Like, <laughs> um, we're we're right into the way that they're doing the show is amazing. Um, I don't know that this 1994 stuff happens, though. Like, it, well, maybe it's no good question. So what I understood from reading um, not the plot, but just kind of like the production notes on Wikipedia. It's not as the 1994 is not a specific Fear Street novel. It Perfect. borrows ideas from some of the, from some of the other books. So it's kind of like a, a melange. But um, <laughs> same with same with part two, which is next week, and then part three the week after. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I like that the whole the saga of Sarah Fear is at the root of all of the evil that is in is it Sunnyvale and Shady Side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that is that is. Fear Street lore. Um, there's a whole series of like, like, <laughs> co- like colonial times style Fear Street novels. That's number. That's the third movie this time. Mm-hmm. That if you want to just, uh, if you want to just like catch up, because you can read these books in a night. I didn't <laughs> realize when I was like, you know, in the f- fifth or sixth grade that you can actually in your thirties read one of these or two of these books like in two hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're so, quick. Yeah, if you want to catch up real quick, anybody, and you want to get in on that good lore, uh, the the this the the fear saga. Um, it's available at your public library, on Hoopla, et cetera, et cetera. Hoopla, um, yes. Yeah, and it's like it's proper, which. It's proper witches that you know people who weren't witches people who weren't witches just assume witches did this shit mm-hmm. um that's what this book that's what those books are they're, they're like murderesses who eat children and like are hexing people left and right that's that's the fear sisters anyway Very that yes um mm. one last note before we actually get into loki which i imagine this that's what people are here listening for um scream for a second do you know there's a fifth one coming out in january and it's uh, gonna have it's going to have Courtney and David and Nev Campbell. And I'm so excited. I have, I have predictions, but I don't know if, if this is too long of an intro and we need to do another episode where we rank the scream films and then do predictions for number five, because mm-hmm. I'd be so down for that. You know, I love yes. my Nev Campbell. And, and I'm, yeah. <laughs> and, she, and she's from Guelph. Like we have to stand. Yes. She's a, a proper Canadian. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel found this out oh i somehow fell fell down like a heather matarazzo like hole oh found out she was in it she's in scream three she is um randy's sister yeah yeah randy played by jamie kennedy who is my favorite character great character great character he's he's the mobius in the scream world Oh, (laughs) does that lead us right into Loki? That might be our our Loki segue. That's as good as it's going to get for us because we'll keep talking forever. (laughs) 
True. Okay, so before we get into this, I do want to point out that it has been now pointed out to me mm. uh, through text messages. Uh, have we mentioned that Mobius is uh, the... He's modeled after Marvel Comics um, legend Mark Grunewald, who, RIP, died in 1996, but... Uh, the reason why uh, they they sort of modeled him after him is because he had like encyclopedic knowledge of the entire Marvel universe. So does Mobius. Oh, so was Mobius then an original character for this show? Uh, no, oh. that's yeah. The article that was sent to me was kind of like poorly written. It's like a it, it's a, it's like not a staple what's that word it's canon where if you look at um pictures of mobius from the comics he looks uh, his hair is darker his mustache is also dark um that. he's a little more gaunt and he looks like mark grunwald yeah okay and i'm looking now here okay yeah he um right and then okay so actually they paid tribute to mark um, through the storyline with the TVA in the in the Thor comics, actually. So that's, yeah. Well, I mean, that makes sense, right? With what you just said, I just said it kind of backwards. But... Um... Yeah, give it more research. Because honestly, um, and I want to, I guess we'll point, we'll shout this out. Even though it was asked, have we mentioned it? Which means he hasn't been listening because we haven't mentioned it. <laughs> um, it was Michael that messaged me like at 2 a.m. Well, first of all, thank you, Mike, for listening to the podcast, Mike, Michael. Um, we appreciate it. <laughs> Joey gives a dirty look. She's like, mm-hmm. She pointed out at our mistakes. No, I that's all good stuff. And like, like I said, I'm I'm not very good with the Thor comics or Captain America's. So yeah, I this is a point for me to kind of learn a little bit more about Mobius, which, you know, the way this episode went this week, I, you know, initially I might have thought, well, I don't need to learn anything more about him. He dead. But is he? Hmm. I don't know now. I don't think he is. Mm -mm. No, I don't mm -mm. think any of them are. Do you want to break it down, girl? <clears throat> yes. Okay. So I'll start with my, should I start with my number one or should I start with my number three? Loki, Loki is, wait. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry. We should give just a quick recap of what happened. I'll do it. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. I'll do it. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, this episode, I think, really finally shows its hand. You know, we finally see some behind the scenes of what's going on. There's still more questions, which we love, because that gives us WandaVision vibes, and that's the last time we truly felt alive. Um, so what happens is that we get some some exposition, some backstory about Ravona Renslayer, and she was the one that initially sought out a much younger Sylvie, uh, who was a Loki variant in a in a different Asgard? I'm assuming it looked like Asgard, and mm -hmm. uh, brought her back to the TVA to, to prune her. And um, uh, Sylvie escaped as a kid, which is hilarious. And then Ravona had to go and answer to the Timekeepers, and that plays on later on. But that's yeah, the Timekeepers, and so that plays on later on. That's that's the backstory that we start with. But then we cut to present day. Um, Loki and Sylvie are. You know they're on lamentus and they're like we're we're screwed this planet's about to go up and um mobius and hunter b15 uh are able to locate that a giant nexus event is occurring 
because um, they shouldn't be in that apocalypse before it crashes. I'm assuming that's that's kind of why that Nexus energy was going so high, I think. Yeah, and- which is crazy because variant energy doesn't show up. But if a Nexus branch starts to grow and it starts to grow rapidly, then they see that thing on their little time charts. And that's cr- it's crazy because it's like it's super spikes. And that's how they know. Which last episode of full volume, we're like, there's no way that they're going to be able to find them because Nexus energy doesn't show up or I mean, Mm. um, variant energy. And wouldn't you know, that's exactly how they're found. How convenient. Right. Okay. Uh, Go on. (laughs) So anyways, last at the last second, a portal opens, they jump through, but they're apprehended by the TVA. Um, they're separately interrogated. Uh, you know, Loki gets his his own personal cyclical kind of hell where he runs into Lady Sif after he cuts her hair off and she comes and punches him and boots him in the nuts and, um, and which is great. And so eventually there's some there's some exchanges there between Mobius and Loki where Loki says the TVA is lying to you. You got you. Everybody working at the TVA is, in fact, a variant. Um, and, you know, and then Hunter B-15 he kind of mentions that to Hunter B-15, I think, and Hunter B-15's like, the fuck? And so she goes and visits Sylvie, you know, separately and brings uh, Sylvie and her go to the that supermarket in Alabama, which is where Lady, Lo- um, Lo- Lady Loki, I don't like that, the Loki variant Sylvie first showed up. And she is able to use her powers there because it's not the TVA, which makes sense, and then um, shows her all of her memories. And that's enough to convince Hunter B-15. Um, and then after that, we we have um, a scene where basically uh, Mobius is um, he's kind of just suspicious of Ravona, and so he steals her. I don't know what you call that. It looks like a Polly Pocket, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Polly Pocket for time. It's a time pad. Time pocket. Tem- temporal Polly Pocket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and so. Um, Mobius just had that little that little voice in the back of his head where it said, maybe just follow Loki's claim. And sure enough, um, you know, Ravona is in on it. She she is the one that pruned Hunter C20, who was the the hunter that was at the Margarita Bar last episode, mm-hmm. who had all of her memories restored by Sylvie because Sylvie was looking through and manipulating her. Um, so anyways, at this point, Ravona is on to Mobius and Mobius gets pruned, you guys. She gets the big old zap. Um, and yeah, she gone. She, well, is she? Right. Like, as far as the audience knows, she gone. And so anyways, Loki and Sylvie are then taken up to the timekeepers because the timekeepers themselves want to see the two Loki variants pruned. A fight breaks out. Um, Sylvie and Loki get the upper hand for sure. And they, Sylvie ends up throwing a spear at one of the timekeepers, and they turned out to be an animatronic Chuck E. Cheese robot, basically. Yep. So, which is great. You know what I find too? This is tangent mm. number one. Oh no, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna save it for one of my things because it's like again, it's an aesthetic observation of mine. Um, okay. Anyways, um, so yes, they're Chuck E. Cheese robots. They have been felled. But clearly that's not the end of the TVA. So like who created those robots and like who was really, you know, pulling the strings. But at that point, uh, what happens is Ravona comes from behind and prunes our male Loki, our 2012 New York City variant Loki. And Loki's pruned. But a mid credit scene reveals that Loki, our 2012 New York City failure Loki, has waken up, woken up 
And he is, it actually does look like a desolate New York City, but he is greeted by a bunch of different Loki variants of all shapes, sizes, genders, races, origins, species. species? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is it. That is the tea. Huh. Uh, just as I was gagging for air, um, the the end credits scene rolled, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is how they do it. Until Jordan. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go through our list. Okay. Girl, let's do it. Okay, I'm going to start because the I think the two and my honorable mention have to do with your aesthetic observations. Okay, so everyone loves a good reference. Everyone loves a good uh, historical slash mythological reference. So clocking in at number one on my list of favorite things about this episode is Sif and her appearance. One, super awesome. Two, the reference in North North Norse mythology where loki cuts off her hair which they also did in the comics which is great like Mm -hmm. um this wouldn't get any better if it if it were what's that show that had like ties to greek mythology um is it recent Mm -hmm. early 2000s early 2000s i was gonna say american gods it has loose ties to Norse mythology, mm. um, but that just got uh, canceled. <clears throat> Fucking stars. It was good. Did you watch it? I, it was like, it was like, episodes. okay. It was messy, but it was good. Yeah. Very um, stylistic. Yeah. I have to get really into it. You know how that passive thing where you like watch TV, but you're also on your phone. Yeah. You can't do that with that show. No, There's I agree. Shows. Yeah. And yeah. Certain gods, one of them. Nope. Can't do it with that one. Mm-hmm. Also, you can't fold laundry. You pretty much have to be staring at the screen and listening actively. But anyway, so that one, she's got to get back to you. Also, you can't turn it on when you're half asleep, trying to sleep at night. Anyway. Okay. So they end up, the story goes, Loki cuts off Sif's hair because he's jealous of her. Um, In the, the books and in the mythology, Sif is married to Thor. Um, which we know doesn't continue. <laughs> it's not a relationship that endures. Uh, yeah. But anyway, in this part of the story, he cuts off her hair due to jealousy. Thor makes him replace it. Um, and it is he finds the king of dwarves and um, has the king of dwarves replace it with golden hair. And that's... Um, that's where the similarities kind of end. In the books, she already has golden hair, which is part of why Thor fell in love with her. But when he, when Loki goes to replace it, the dwarves, as punishment for Loki not repaying them for their craftsmanship, they make her hair out of knot or night, and uh, they give her black, like mm-hmm. raven black hair, which, um, unbeknownst to Loki, uh, you know, Thor is into brunettes, so he actually ends up loving it more than her golden hair. Mm. Foiled. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that clocks into my number one, that little hint at the the mythology that's used in the comics and mythology that exists in real life. Fun, fun, yeah. fun. That's a nice crossover, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, 
My 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 first thing that I liked about this episode was yes, I'm gonna go back to the animatronics. Um, I I love I think just in general in 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 um, TV and movies we're slowly heading back towards low budget looking um, effects. You know, like I'm wondering too if it's oh no oh yeah well I agree practical yeah yeah is the yeah theme practical. Of the game. Yeah, it really is right now. We've we've started to move away from CGI. I feel like, and those those robots were just like a perfect like example of that. We're we're moving back into like the Power Rangers corny level of like robotics and whatnot. So um, I just love those stylistic choices, and it actually it's so cheesy that you almost like believe that it's so futuristic. Do you know what I mean? There's like almost like this like sense of disbelief where it's like, oh, this is so such far advanced technology. These robots, and it, it looks like crap, but like. It's so it's it's bringing us back to like those those golden ages of television where it's just like the most tacky, you know, fake looking robot. But for some reason, it feels more real than like a CGI robot. Oh, yeah. It's you know? giving me Jurassic Park. It's giving me baby Yoda. Mm. Yeah, we're back in and it's giving I'm me actual it. Yoda. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering, do you I don't know what's driving it, but like I feel like in general, maybe not with Loki, but I feel like because of COVID and maybe a little bit before COVID too, because streaming was so popular that um, a lot of TV shows had lower budgets, I'm thinking, because they didn't have to pay for advertising or like any of that stuff. Um, so I'm thinking that's probably why I don't, I haven't fully thought this thought out in my head, but I'm, there's clearly been a pushback towards practical though. And I'm wondering what's driving that. I wonder if horror has anything to do with it as well. Um, because a lot of The Walking Dead is practical gore. Um, and it is so realistic. And honestly, I think that um, I feel I'm going to posit that the uh, birth of 3D <clears throat> began and ended with Avatar. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, I'm not a 3D person at all. Mm -hmm. and, I hate 3D. Oh, yeah. And there it that was all special effect. Um, there was barely any practical and it's hard to hide when, <clears throat> when you're not in 3d, um, and it's not as popular, um, or it's, it's falling out of favor and mm -hmm. gone are the days maybe of hiring every small animation company to just use all of their computer power to like render your effects. Yeah. Well, like, you know what I mean? Like at the end of, uh, like the latest Marvel film at the end of that thing, there's like 50 houses of animators that are just listed after ILM. And it's like, that's, it's crazy how many people are involved when there could be a small team involved and it's all practical. I mean, it takes longer, but where are the savings when you think about it? Yeah. But also it just looks better. Like mm -hmm. I, I get that like CGI's come a long way. I understand that. But I mean, just like practical just looks better. Yeah, they, there's some uncanny valley shit that I'm just not down with when you CGI humans, mm -hmm. and they have not figured that out yet. No. Mm -mm. So that's my number one slash number three, whatever order we were going in. But that's that's my first thing. Awesome, cool. Number two for me is Mobius is pruned. <laughs> that's my number two. <laughs> is it number two? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, yay, good. Okay, so I don't know what... Uh, I like it because the idea that a main character can be pruned um, or killed off 
is insane. Mm-hmm. But now that we have seen that end credit scene, maybe he's not gone after all. But the thing is, where is he? Yeah. And like, I I mean, like a couple episodes ago, I was kind of like, he was kind of listed in my positives before with him and Loki. I'm like, oh, I'm going to love this, like this buddy, book good guy, bad guy relationship. And like, it didn't really evolve. And it kind of just they did not run with that ball. And so his relationship with Loki kind of became a disappointment a little bit. It feels a little forced and it feels a little um, difficult to follow their trajectory. So I was actually okay with him getting pruned. I'm almost a little bummed actually that he's coming. He might not be dead <laughs> now that we that same thing happened to Loki because it just <laughs> it didn't work out for me. So I, yeah, I the only thing I was thinking of when it happened, like when Mobius got pruned, I was like, okay, that was a weird choice. Don't know if I hate it, but also like just so out of the blue, is this going to drive Loki's character forward? Yeah. So, but I mean, now that now that we know that Loki's not dead, that kind of cancels out that train of thought. So I don't know. I'm just saying I would not be upset if Mobius didn't return at this point because they haven't been doing a great job kind <clears throat> of making him relate to Loki. And what's where does he fit in the bigger picture? It's just like, why are you here, man? Mm-hmm. Like when he was in the library and they're like getting their research on, that was fine. I liked, I liked, uh, personally, I didn't like Mobius, but you convinced me that he, he could be a cool character if they buddy copped the two of them, but they didn't do a good job. No. And then when he finds out um, that he is a variant, when Loki like spills his guts about to him in order, mm-hmm. like in an attempt to turn him, to their side, he like sort of doesn't believe Loki. And then when he does and steals that Polly Pocket, mm-hmm. knowing he'll get pruned, it was like it was like a, a cascade of um really like rushed thoughts, uh, or or um character like beats. And it didn't it, him knowing that he was a variant didn't last long enough for me. But I guess it lasted long enough for Marvel to Give him the snap. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. That's, that's gonna that's gonna live on in our our cultural uh, lexicon for a long time. The snap. We all know what that means. We all saw Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. I mean, everybody and and their nephews and their nephew's dog saw that movie. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyway. so that's both our number two. Um, mm-hmm. What's your number? One. Well, I guess my number one is. I don't, it's not so much maybe, it's something that's kind of implied, I guess. It's not something that like directly hit you in the face, but the fact that those three Chuck E. Cheese robots are not the timekeepers, that's my, that's my number one pick because it, it brings up a bigger question of what the heck is going on. So in, in that case, does that count as a thing I liked about this episode? Like, I guess it's like a fake out. Yeah, I like the fake out of these robots being the timekeepers. They are not. We still don't, don't know who's behind it. I have some ideas who I think it might be, but we can, we can wrestle with those once, whenever you're ready to talk about it. <laughs> Mine is the exact same. Oh, sweet. Um, it is <clears throat> the timekeepers are Oz puppets, or as mm-hmm. I like to say, Lester's Possum Park. So who do you think it is? Do you think it's Miss Kang? Um, I think so. You think it's Miss Kang or do you think it's, um, 
a lot of people are saying it's actually a Loki variant, get pruning all the other Loki variants so that it's he's the only Loki variant in existence. So that there's that, already a Loki variant that conquered the TVA a long time ago, and he's getting rid of all the other Lokis because he knows they would have similar um similar motives. And so he wants to like basically nip them all in the butt so that they don't mess with them. Which I could see fits into his character, but also Kang seems more epic. Yeah, and uh, introducing Kang would make more sense to the overall uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe timeline. So with Kang, though, mm -hmm. because this whoever this person is clearly likes to operate in the shadows. They don't like the visibility of this role. There, they have three mm -hmm. animatronic robots pretend to be the timekeepers. So it's it Kang to me sounded like a more brash in your face type of villain. Although I guess the same could be said for Thanos, where Thanos was kind of elusive for the first like two movies he cameoed in, and he only like really made himself known. Um, which was his first movie where like he really kind of I guess it would have been an Infinity War. Like he was in the others, but you know he didn't really come out to the main stage. You know, so mm -hmm. I, that's just kind of where I'm going with Kang, where I'm like, is Kang someone that likes to operate behind the scenes? Because this person, whoever it is, they don't want the attention. They want the power without the vulnerability of being front center. Mm hmm. So I just don't know enough about Kang to be like, what's his, what's his personality? You know, mm -hmm. are are we a good match? Like, what's going on? Do we swipe right? <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, what do you do? Um, because he like, unlike Thanos, he's not made any kind of appearance. Yes. Um, in an end credit scene, in a in a end end credit scene, in like a in any way, there's there haven't been reference dropped unless we're not looking hard enough. And I'm not going to um be watching the episodes to comb them for clues in the amount that some people on the internet are. Yeah. I'm not interested in that level, but I will say that I I believe it is him because okay. there's a lot of uh, speculation, I guess, in the in the journalist front, the journalist front in the media, where after Jonathan Mayer, Myers Mayers, oh is yes, rumor hang in um, Ant Man and the Wasp, I think. Yeah, Quantum Realm. I think that's the first film he's coming up in. But I would, I would love a cameo by him. Also, we love him. Mm, mm hmm. Like he's he's done a lot of um, he's done a lot of one. Okay tangent lovecraft country jesus did you hear what happened yesterday i they canceled it <gasps> yeah they canceled it which is like okay on one side lovecraft country was just one book and so like i guess it quote had an ending but they were talking about this back in like october now almost a year ago they're like we're gonna try and you know expand beyond the scope of the book and try for a season two and they canceled it i am so mad yeah, I'm angry too. That was the coolest show of 2020. Like, so unique. And just like, oh, I loved it. That was a show that I'd heard about. Lamented not being able to watch it. And then, after I had subscribed to HBO and uh, Crave yep. in order to review the Snyder Cut, 
realized that Lovecraft Country was on Crave. So yes. I was like, she watching it. One, <laughs> creepy as hell. Two, the best. It's so good. Oh, like, Journey, no. Journey Smollett. What a cutie. Oh. She's and she, oh, like, she's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that show, like, ugh, and all the different types of horror they brought to you, like oh. child horror, body switching horror, haunted house horror, like. Anime, hentai, tentacle horror. Oh, my God. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Like, it's just, it was so good. Like, uh, I guess maybe it's good to leave it on a high note. I'm just saying they could have tried for a season two. Even if it was just a small, like, six episode thing, I would have been so about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm mad. okay. So anyways, yeah, Jonathan Myers. <laughs> okay, so we love. Mm-hmm. Um, we welcome him to the universe if he does uh, eventually fess up to the fact that we know he's, like, we get it, he's playing Kang, but he's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> he's doing a lot. He's, like, putting in the work to deny who he has been cast as. That's when you know and, you it. When you yeah. can, like, pretend to deny to be in a Marvel film, like, uh, that's not me. I don't know where those rumors are coming from. That's when you know you've made it. And they <laughs> think you're in a Marvel property. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what was the original thought that led us into this? Into well, this? He's, he's playing Kang and we hope to maybe see him cameo. I think that's where you're going with it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do we... <laughs> so... Do we need to break down the different Loki variants that were seen at, in the mid credit scene? Because I think those are yes. iconic. Oh, yes. Um, so that was my like honorable mention. Oh. Favorite awesome thing that's happening. Because I'm sitting here. This is the fifth episode. I was like. Fourth. I know this that is fourth. Fourth. Sorry. Yeah. And I know that there's only six. And I've seen scenes with Mobius in them. She and died. Loki. So we know they're both hanging around somewhere well it looks like they're hanging around new york city or at least loki is Mm -hmm. so um some other intrepid uh internet dwellers we'll call them we'll call them youtubers have figured out that the new york that loki is now sitting in post credits is the new york from the 2018 avengers timeline because they've compared models for the Avengers hangar. You are lying. I'm not. Oh so my gosh. I knew it was the Avengers hangar, but I didn't go so far as to figure out which year it was from, or it could have been from. Like I, again, like I said, I'm not like, uh, I'm not that invested. I'm just here. Uh, I'm just here to shake. I'm just here to be shook. Um, I'm just here to cause drama. Yes. <laughs> Cause drama, talk about it, and shake. Yeah. Um, so they they had looked at, they're like, well, that's not the Avengers hangar from this time period because they had not put the Quinjet pad up uh, on the top of the, the, on the top of the building. But if you look in Infinity, Infinity War. Yep. That's 2018. Yeah. They had already installed the Quinjet pad. This Avengers hangar has a Quinjet pad, so it ha- they've transported him into some kind of timeline that's happened after Infinity War. Okay, so, okay, because my initial thought was they brought him to 2012 New York during the, um, the Ch- Chitauri alien invasion. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my thought, because I, I just saw New York and I automatically now associate a desolate New York 
with Loki because that's what he's known for in the MCU, kind of. Um, yeah. But thinking about the 2018 New York, that scene, I'm trying to think, that is when um, Spider-Man and Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Wong fight um, Ebony Ma, and I can't remember the other Thanos child. But that's is that the scene you're referring to? Like that's that is the New York. Either it might just might take place right after that fight or something, or yeah, or sometime in there. I'm not. I'm honestly okay. not sure. I just know that I think it was the one where like Iron Man. Is that the one where Iron Man takes like a nuclear bomb? With Spider-Man, yeah, the two of them go into space and follow Ebony Maw because Ebony Maw has Doctor Strange. That's it. Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, if that's the general like time frame that he's in, I'm interested. I don't expect, though, any of those heroes to show up. I don't expect to see Spider-Man or Robert Downey. Like, I, I would be gagged beyond belief, but I don't think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So we'll but we see. could speak it into existence. We can manifest it. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, apparently there's a show on Netflix called Manifest. Have you heard of this? Yes, I watched the first episode, died, and okay. then have not picked it back up again. Is it worth it? I've heard, like, a lot of people are talking about it online. Um. Well, here's the T, sis. Mm. And T stands for tangent at this point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you get a bunch of people, they're sitting on a plane, and everything is normal. And then when they land, they are greeted by terrified people, shocked people. Um, oh, hello, sir. He can't even hear me. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. <laughs> um, he can't hear me sexually harass him on our podcast. Um, a, a welcome cameo by our um, ghost producer, I'll say. Yeah, our executive producer behind the scenes. Yeah, so you turned just now, and this is the second tangent within a tangent. Are your earbuds mint green? They are. They're seafoam green. This is seafoam. Stop! <laughs> this is dirty freshwater seafoam green. Great Lakes inspired. Great Lakes lines. She is a bi- biologist. Um, <laughs> through and through. Through and um, through. So... Okay, so they get off the plane and they're like, they just, they, they're greeted by disbelief. Every single buddy that is oh. down there is like, they're like, what's going on? We, you know, we're just on, a, we're just on a flight. It had to be diverted. So they had to be like unload, not in the normal plane way. Yeah. Um, I don't fly a lot, if you could tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they're like, again, what's going on? They're like. We we just been on a six hour flight. We just want to get home. And the man who walks up to them, who sort of looks like chief of police, is like, "Here's the problem. You haven't been on a. You feel like you you are telling me you've been on a six hour flight. This flight has been missing for six years, and you're all presumed dead." Wow, that is that's the tip of the iceberg. And then that's where the first episode ends. And I'm like, <gasps> okay, okay, I've maybe- heard. A lot of people talk about it on on social media, and I'm like, what is this? And it finally, I didn't know what platform it was on. I'm like, why? But there's already two seasons, apparently. So how the hell did I miss the first season? There's two seasons. Maybe it was on Hulu, and we're, like, not American enough. Oh, that I hope that's the case, because I just don't like when I when things get by me. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like awesome. to be on top of it. <laughs> Today we're on the bottom, which is also fine. <sighs> we do it. It's boring. It's boring, but it's fine. 
uh, I didn't realize there were two two seasons. That's crazy. That, oh, that means that there's a lot to watch, though. So that's kind of nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to catch up on my all, all my other stuff first. All-Stars mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But yes, okay, that's good. I'll put it on. And that'll be my show to watch while I wait for the next episode of Loki to drop, which should be Perfect. next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we move on, which episode of Buffy are you on? Oh, my God. I am on season six, episode 11. Willow is on her bullshit. She is obsessed with the magic. I see the path she's going down. She hasn't quite hit Dark Willow yet, but her eyes have gone black a couple times. Um, so I'm here for it. We love we love a heel turn. We love a heel turn. Um, so we'll see what happens. But I um, I don't even know what's going on with Buffy anymore. She's always like crying about something. And same with Dawn. Um, Xander and Anya are preparing for their wedding, which is cute. Um, and Tara's still alive. And yes, I know what happens to Tara, but I mean, <laughs> at this point, she's still alive. So I don't know what's happened yet, but I, I know we're going to get Dark Willow soon-ish. Okay, okay. Oh, I can't. Oh, God. Do we start a Buffy podcast? I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I mean, first of all, I'm drinking from my Buffy mug today. Don't know if you noticed. Um, <laughs> I think I need to rewatch the series again to make any sort of like intelligible commentary about it as a whole because it's more than i realize like it's a dense show there's a lot going on there a lot of themes a lot of a lot of movements a lot of a lot of opinions um Mm -hmm. but it's great i love buffy can't believe i didn't like fully watch it when it was first on it was a little scary for me but yeah i'm here for it Mm -hmm. i I, it took until high school for me to get back right back into Mm -hmm. it Mm. And it also took it moving to UPN for me to get right back into it, too, because I did not. Okay, yeah. speaking of which, when it moves networks, you can tell because the sex content is ramped up to, like, 11. <laughs> you can tell instantly the episode they switched over. They all start, like, fucking. And it's like, that wasn't on the WB. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Right? Like, the, the tonal shift. It was very noticeable. Okay, so back back to our high hiatus um what will i be watching during our hiatus Ooh, i've been watching panic on amazon prime i've heard of that all of these relatable slash i'm 15 plus year old years older than some of these kids but like these little high school horror drama thriller shows are insane also i can highly recommend the comedy thriller run starring donald gleason and Merritt Weaver. It was is, quick. It was cute. Who is Donald Gleason? I know that name. He p- plays one. He, oh, I love a redhead. Two, he plays Bill Weasley, but he also plays General Hux in Run. The I New Star know Wars. Run. I've I've watched Run with Merritt yeah. Weaver. I know who Merritt Weaver is. Um, yes, I didn't. I don't think we fully followed through with that, but I didn't hate it. It's on HBO. It's an HBO show. Yeah. 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 Okay. The premise is like, it's fu- fucked. Mm-hmm. I remember <laughs> I it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, we all had, maybe we all didn't have these packs when we were <laughs> young. Um, but like, I didn't have a, I didn't have a marriage ruining pact with like my college slash university boyfriend to like, drop everything and everybody if he asked me to run away with him. Like, that's just weird. That's just fun, fun, messy behavior. <laughs> it was definitely alcohol fueled when they came up with that. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we love a good 
Um, we love a good story, but mostly those stories have end. Ooh, those stories have endings. Me too. And it's it, and I've closed all those university chapters at this point. Mm-hmm. And anyway, speaking of endings, mm-hmm. take it away. We'd like to we'd like to thank you for um, listening to the full volume podcast. We see you, Jeremy, thanks, Belgium. Thanks, Belgium. Thanks, Australia. Yeah, everybody in the other part of the on the other part of the earth who's listening, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, we see you. We hear you. Well, we don't hear you, but I mean, okay. We love you. <laughs> that is the point I'm trying to make. Okay, keep listening because we'll we will try to keep it funny and fun and fresh and funky, uh, funky fresh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can you can let me know if I should dye my hair too. <laughs> okay, but we want to thank everybody for listening, and you can continue to listen on. Uh, our YouTube channel, you can watch these and all, this and all of our video podcasts on our the Comic Book Syndicate YouTube channel. And you can listen to the audio version of this podcast on the Comic Book Syndicate Network. Just search Full Volume Podcast on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, pretty much wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I would like to thank um, the best co-host in the world, Harvey Brent. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, we didn't even open this thing, did we? They should, they should know by now. Yeah. <laughs> They've been known. <laughs> they had heard uh, this. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, and until until next time, keep it real. Keep wait, wait, wait. Whoa. Keep what it happened? loud. Keep it loud. Keep it at full volume. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Rough landing. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye-bye.